everyone. Welcome to the November 28th ASF Weekly Science Podcast. If you live in the U.S., I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving weekend. And if you live outside the U.S., I hope you had at least a holiday weekend. And I hope now that you're gearing up for the December holidays, which I don't call Christmas, I call Stressmas. Since you're probably recovering from whatever weekend, I'll keep this one quick because it's more thought-provoking than data-generating in general. A group of clinicians in Canada have gotten very concerned about a possible overdiagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder or ADHD, and they wrote a critical analysis of what is going on around diagnosis of ADHD. And in reading it, I noticed a lot of overlap with the concerns about a possible overdiagnosis of autism. So I'm going to share it with you with the caveat that it never once mentioned the word autism. It has none of its own data and all of the parallels I'm drawing are my own. So again, I'm okay with giving this podcast because I've given plenty of caveats and you can take those things for what they're worth. But I thought the parallels were interesting. So just like ASD, the diagnosis of ADHD has increased substantially over the past couple decades. Now about 10% of kids are diagnosed with ADHD. And that number actually worldwide sometimes go as high as 15.5%. That is double the rate that was cited in the DSM based on the previous criteria. The problem with the prevalence number is that the diagnosis in adults have quintupled from 1999 to 2010. Another study showed that 5.3% of adults are diagnosed with ADHD. Now that's in Canada, and it's compared to 1.2% in Spain. In Canada and other countries, there's a concern about medication misuse in ADHD, specifically around amphetamines. Therefore, the concern that overdiagnosis may be contributing to a drug problem. Now, that concern is specific to ADHD and not autism. But they do point out some other things I think may be relevant to ASD. First, there was a change in the DSM-5 compared to the DSM-4, just like with autism. The DSM-5 allowed some wider latitude on functional impairment of ADHD. Instead of it being clinically significant, it had to, quote, interfere or reduce the quality of social, academic, or occupational functioning, unquote. There's little differentiation between pathological symptoms of ADHD and those found in people who may just be having an issue, but not necessarily an ADHD diagnosis. The words interference and reduce quality are very vague and highly subjective. Second, the DSM-5 now states that ADHD can be defined in it or diagnosed in adults. However, it also specifies that symptoms must be present before age 12. That number used to be age 7. This criterion is difficult to apply. How does that sound familiar? This is like the diagnosis in ASD, that symptoms have to be present in childhood. The ADHD issue, however, is that some studies have found that the symptoms of ADHD actually decline over time and only a small percent are even present in adulthood. Longitudinal studies have also called into question whether or not symptoms can be present in adulthood and not be present in childhood. 
the paper is in the podcast summary. So go ahead and read all the specifics and all the papers and all the references. I know people diagnosed as adults certainly have ASD and probably had symptoms as children, but this is just food for thought in terms of how to apply the criteria. Now, when comparing the prevalence of ADHD using the DSM-4 versus the DSM-5, there has been shown to be little difference, but there is a difference in ADHD. It goes up, especially in adults with the DSM-5. Also, doctors who diagnose ADHD and ASD may not always be well-trained. Like autism, a variety of various instruments and assessments, including a heterogeneous neuropsychological profile with different levels of cognitive ability, includes the idea that maybe not all people who diagnose with ADHD or ASD may be well-trained. In the U.S., Half of children with ADHD are diagnosed by a primary care provider like a pediatrician. Pediatricians are not supposed to diagnose ASD and they are not supposed to diagnose ADHD. They're supposed to refer. Especially since you get, what, 10 or 15 minutes with a pediatrician? That's not enough time to diagnose either ASD or ADHD. I mentioned, of course, that with ADHD, there's a real concern with diagnoses that are contributing to increased prescriptions for addictive substances like amphetamines. Now, of course, that's not the case with autism. Nobody seeks out an autism diagnosis to get access to drugs like Risperdal, which cause weight gain. But that was an interesting point. So what do the authors suggest? First, the clinicians want to revert back to significant or clinically significant alteration rather than just the vague interference. I'll bring in here the notion in ASD, not ADHD, but in ASD, if there's no significant clinical impairment and people don't feel impaired or that they're, that autism is just part of who they are and it's part of their identity, does it belong as a specific diagnosis? Second, clinicians should not squeeze in a diagnosis evaluation of ADHD or even autism with a 10-minute discussion on other things. They need to take their time. A trained clinical psychologist is needed to ensure it is the right diagnosis given intervention with ADHD is most likely a stimulant which has a high abuse potential. An actual clinical interview is needed, not just a checklist. Also, clinicians need to consider whether or not, and this goes with number one, if the behavior is at all different from what would be expected at that age. Fourth, does ADHD even explain the symptoms? Is this just normal variability in behavior? And what would an ADHD diagnosis do for that person? Again, this is just things to think about. Some of the things are similar in ASD, especially about the changes in diagnostic criteria. Again, I want to say no one's around, running around, getting a diagnosis of autism to get the great suite of drugs that are available. But what about other supports? Is the motivation sometimes but not always more based on what might be out there versus what is really needed? Now, more research is definitely needed on this topic. Please do not think that I am proposing that the increase in autism is fake or artificial. However, some of the issues around the overdiagnosis of ADHD may apply to ASD. 
something to consider. But first of all, as Whitney Houston says, show me the receipts. And in this case, show me the data. Thank you for listening this week.